Uh, namaste. Um, this is the second part of the origin of the, origin of the bell beating of um, chapter four, um, the birth. So I'll, I'll just check, check that. That is the case. Um, yeah, the birth. Um, last time I was talking about um, Queen Siruvanimaniya in uh, the temple school of Kutikampalam, and which where which was where. Um, the temple school was in, housed inside the the main was linked directly to the, the, the main Kalyan palace. And I think that's where I left it. Um, also, I mentioned about um, baby Delvidine and, and Parvati and um, the birth of Delvidine, obviously. Um, so, and I believe I read six paragraphs of the that chapter. So I'll just continue reading. Uh, so hopefully you can uh, stitch this together. Obviously, I'm doing these readings a few weeks between each other, or well, actually, and also when you're watching this, this is probably a few months ago when I when I actually did this. So, in um, well, hopefully, I'll upload it in a by May or June, but um, we'll see how it goes. So this is well, it's in March now. So anyway, um, and I'm also um, not reading it in the correct order so i'm reading snippets i'm reading some chapters after others and before others um, depending on what my um my train of thought is and what i'm basically i have my own iron's duties and um as i'm doing them i'm taking snippets of things and i'm talking about it so for example in a couple of chapters before i i read it in a sort of back to front order, so I was, I was discussing with some ironists about a certain paragraph, and then I read that paragraph, paragraph first. Uh, well, I recorded that paragraph first because it was fresh in my mind, and then I recorded the, the earlier paragraph later. But hopefully, when I stitch this all together um, and repost it onto the YouTube channel, um, it'll be in the correct order. But uh, obviously, if, if it isn't, um, no, no, it should be because I, I, I'm doing it. I, I know roughly what's going on. I hope. <laughs> anyway, um, so with all, all that in mind, I'll just continue reading the birth. Um, so this is paragraph seven now. Um, you can download um, the origin of the Vel from um, the Ironwell Foundation, um, the member member area. You can also get the ebook from the Patreon site as well. So that's uh, another good reason to become a, a Patreon member. I'll, I'll put all the links in the description of um, the YouTube channel when I eventually upload it. Maybe in a few months' time. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on how, how far I get, get into this. Um, what I've decided to do is um, space out these um, talks every couple of weeks, maybe, um, just so I don't overwhelm people with the talks every week or every other day, and then just people get bored and and or people don't have time to digest any of this this stuff. Okay. With all that said, let's just crack on. And I'll continue reading where I left off. So when I finished, I, I read um, the end of um, chapter six, uh, end of paragraph six, which was, as many Dravidian scholars know, the ancient temple school of Kutikampalam was housed and linked directly with the main Kalayan palace of Kutayan, where the great Siramania, the great queen Siwanimaniya resided. So that's that chapter. I, I spoke about it in the last podcast. Anyway, um, so. Uh, sage 
Kalshivayan is, is famous in the history of Tantric Ionism. He was the head of the temple school of Kutikampalam, and many Dravidian Ionist historians claim that this school was the precursor to the modern Tantric Abhichara school. Um, yeah, uh, this, uh, this word claim, Dravidian Ionists claim that this school was a precursor to the modern... It, it, it's more than obviously this is a translation from into from Dravidian Iron into English, and I help with the translation of some parts of it as well. But um, some of the words, it, it's um, once it was translated, it went through via committee to choose the correct word, and claim is a very neutral word. But um, I, I'd say most Ionists um, believe strongly <laughs> that this was a, a precursor to the modern Tantric Epichara school. So it's not, uh, just, not just a claim, it's actually a quite um, a substantial thought. Um, okay, so continue reading. Um, he was said to be an arrogant and divisive teacher who did not tolerate people of low intellect or people who did not comprehend the fundamentals of Yana Yoga. Okay, um, yeah, so arrogant and divisive teacher is, uh, are quite strong words. Um, and also did not tolerate people of low intellect. And all, all these sort of words are, are basically as they are translating into English Dravidian Ani words that describe a tantric method of teaching, um, which is like, which, unless you're, you go to a tantric school, you, you won't know what, what I'm talking about. Um, the, the, the sort of methodology is very, um, you, 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 you push people to do, to find their own knowledge and you, the, uh, the English phrase is you, you don't suffer fools. It's it's like it's that, but it's not really that like that at all. It's um it's, it's sort of you're nudging people, you're pushing them, but not um not nannying them, not holding their hand all the time. You you're so it's it, the style is, is arrogant and also divisive as well, and and um and, and, and a, a non tolerating form of teaching, not a sort of um. I don't know, an odd form where people are sort of, you know, how can I put it, um, more, more welcoming in, in it, like a sort of, like in a nursery, maybe like with small children, you're sort of helping people get on to do things. Well, the tantric school methodology is more like a lecturer and, uh, yeah, and uh, it's you find your own knowledge and it's, it's how, how can I put it? it the, the word arrogant and divisive is just an English word that describes someone, uh, just a methodology, but but it's not like a, it's supposed to be a negative, um, a negative um, word against um, sage kill Shivayan. Um, it's just basically um, ex it's basically explaining how he how he taught, and people who are tantric ionists will sort of will gel, will understand what, what's going, what this sentence means. It's it's basically saying you know. This teacher is basically like your 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 teachers already in the schools. So um, yeah, in fact, the next part, the next sentence is, was this. Uh, yep. So the next sentence is this. If I can find it, as usual, or waffling on, I can't find my place. Um, so yes, he was essentially the embodiment of tantric practice: selfish, self-centered, arrogant, and dismissive of, of others. Um, so these, as I said, are English words. Um, that describe a sort of a process, but in Dravidian irony, these words aren't such so negative. They were they're not. 
they're not saying he's like a bad person. That it's just uh, it's, it's it's describing his methodology. So it's the embodiment of tantric practice, as it says. Now, as modern ironists, one must understand that Kel Kalshivian's personality was an expression of this ancient tantric persona and yoga. He was essentially living up to the ideals of tantric Dravidian Hinduism and allowing the material and the senses to direct his path. Um, as ironists, we must not condemn nor condone. It should also be noted that the modern tantric practices do not follow or embody this ancient tantric persona. Um, that is not entirely true, actually. It's They do. Um, so... Um, this was sort of debated whether, um, obviously, there's different Abhichara schools, different tantric schools of ionism, and the, the majority of the, of the, of the ions I've spoken to, just just, just as um, of my own personal thing, is that this ancient form of um, embodiment of tantric persona is is widespread. Um, so, um, I, I'm, obviously, this. The translation and, the, and this work is by committee, so um, uh, there, there are reasons people said that the, the modern tantric practitioners do not follow or embody this ancient tantric persona. Um, that could be, I don't want to sound um, sectarian, but certain schools may want to put that in so as not to. Obviously, this the origin of Vel is supposed to be, um, how can I put it? advertisement no, it's, like, it's like a promotion or it's like um, it's letting non-Dravidian ionists um, understand Murugan iron and all this um, all the philosophy of ionism and the different subsets of it and um, maybe saying that um, a tantric practitioner has this um, what's it called again this sort of dismissive of others um, attitude or this sort of self-centered this sort of individuality um, uh, so basically allowing the, the senses and the material to direct to, to, to direct their path um, maybe that was construed as being I don't know not great I'm not sure but that's the way it is anyway so so um, some sentences like that should be taken with a pinch of salt um, I know I've dealt with many tantric teachers, and, and that, that is their sort of their modus operandi. I know, that's, that's the right word. They're sort of um, dismissive, um, but they're nice. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> when you meet them, you'll know. Um, so um, next paragraph was this. So it was this individual, Cal, um, Sage Kalshivian, that the goddess Parvati sought out and imprinted onto the sage a dream. So. As I, as you recall, say um, Parvati was doing the, her yoga, and then Brahm contacted her. She found where um, Delavinian was, and now she's going to act, and she does this by imprinting onto the sage, sage Kalshivayan, a dream. The dream that Parvati sent instructed Kel, instructed sage Kalshivayan to bathe in the river close to the village of Tilayman. Um, at the focal point of the Talamali, Talamali, the center of negativity, if you call the tantric point, Sage Kalshivayan was sent the dream message and was directed to infuse his calming energy with the various tiles that were close to this focal point of negativity in order to, in order to uplift his inner power and infuse himself 
with the wondrous nature of talic energy. Uh, note we are referring to this coming. Note we are referring to his coming energy, not his chakra energy. So that's quite an important distinction to make. So he's infusing his calming energy with the various talas that were close to this, this focal point of negativity, um, the talamali point, as you remember, recall, in order to uplift his inner power and infuse himself with the wondrous nature of talic energy. So Parvati sent him the dream and said, oh, hey, you can get this energy here, and therefore the sage will obviously go there. So the next day, okay, there's the next paragraph, sage Kalshivayan, um, went to the river to bathe, okay, yeah? um, as he performed the rituals, um, he began to feel the negative power rise up within his inner being. At the epicenter of the bathing ritual, sage Kalshivayan then experienced something new. So he's, he's, imagine his powers rising, and then he's, he sort of awakens his senses, um, and he felt the presence of baby Dalvinian from the riverbank. So as, as you take in this negative energy, um, your senses, remember, t um, um, tantric uh, practice is about the senses, the material world. Your senses are increased. So he sensed Del Delvinian from the riverbank. Um, the child was making a low cry due to hunger and illness and looked very feeble. But sage Kalshivian realized that to find a child at the fulcrum point of a Talamali negative space meant something. Something special that had not yet been fully defined in his mind. So he's basically found a child at this point. After receiving the dream, obviously, whether he knew it's from Parvati or not, but he's received the dream to get energy, he's increased his energy, he sensed the presence of another being, and he, it, it obviously means something, something non-trivial. So, so he thus decided to take the child and bring him to the temple school of Kutikampalam and allow the nature of the universe to flow into a harmonious solution that could not be discerned by one man alone, but needed the aid of many. So um, basically, he's he's found something strange going on, and he's going to take that um, that evidence to the school so they can work it out. Basically, all of them, all the tantric islands together. Um, okay, uh, yeah, and so it was for five years that Sage Kilshivayan taught and brought up Delvinian as a student in the temple school of. Kuti Kampalam, and afforded him the best um, spiritual tantric education that was accumulated in the kingdom of the Kalayans. So obviously, um, Kalsh Kalsh Sage Kalshivayan took Delvinian, uh, toddler or baby, whichever interpretation you come, come from that, and took him as a student of the temple school um, because he didn't know what his significance was yet. And in order to find his significance, he gave him the best um, tantric education that you could that you could have as part of um, as part of that school. So um, when Delvinian first arrived, news spread fast around the Kalyan kingdom that sage uh, that sage Kalshivayan had found a child at the center of a Talamali point, and that his origin and future were unknown. This was considered an an anomaly in the Tantric Dravidian Sciences. Um, so that's a very important thing to understand. So remember, at this point in time, 50,000, 70,000 years ago, humans were very much more attuned to the spiritual spiritual world as they are, as they are now. So um, 
uh, for a child to not have his origin future as as being unknown was a bit strange. Uh, In fact, yeah. So one should know that at this time, 50,000 years ago, the link between Thailand and locals was was much greater than now. This was was because Brahman's block, sort of pattern, as you you know, um, was not yet fully formed. Thus, many of those who studied the Dravidian sciences could still link fully between the dimensions and time to propagate energy such that one could could divine the future and fate of a person. Uh, Just like modern ionists now um, use tireless and local spaces to tell the future of someone, divination, clairvoyancy, whatever English term you want to use. Um, Back in this time, this story, 50,000 years ago, um, the link between uh, Tyler's and Locus and our plane of reality was close. Um, so people could, could travel freely between these dimensions and through time and could propagate energy such that they could have, um, could understand the future and previous timelines of, of someone. But of this individual, they couldn't, of Delvinian, they couldn't. So this was obviously a, a very strange thing. Uh, yeah, so the next paragraph is um, These techniques of div- div- divination are still used today by modern ionist practitioners, but 50,000 but 50, years ago, the effect and accuracy were much greater, obviously. However, Cal Shivayan, Sage Cal Shivayan, the sages, the teachers, and teachers at the school of Kuti Kampalam could not divine the future of this mysterious boy, Delvinian. It was this. It was as if his future was masked by Brahman itself. Um, so, this is obviously that's uh, a very important thing to state. So, basically, um, the whole idea of the sage bringing the, the child back was to get many minds working around this problem. And obviously, none of them could sort of solve it. It was an unsolvable problem. They couldn't work out what, who or what Delvinian was, what his future was. Um, so the news of, of this anomaly spread, uh, spread around the kingdom and Queen Sivanimania, an adept of the Dravidian arts, was intrigued. So obviously the queen is very, very uh, tantrically adept, a very powerful ironist, um, not just a head of state, but obviously uh, like a, a sage in her own right. Um, she decided to meet Delvinian on a constant basis in order for her to fully understand and to study the paradox that was the young Delvinian. The queen herself taught Delvinian the, sac- the sacred scriptures and inscriptions to open locus and talas, and instructed Delvinian on all aspects of the Delvinian sciences. So, um, as a tantric practitioner, you, you open talas, but you but you also study locus as well. You study a whole range of ionist thought, Delvinian ionism, um, Delvinian ionist science, but you just specialize in one area. So the queen, obviously, is very high very powerful tantric um, p- practitioner in her own in her own sense, almost as equivalent to um, the sage Kalshivayan as well. So she's, she's taught directly Delvinian sacred scriptures and inscriptions to open logos and talas and instructed Delvinian on all aspects of the Delvinian sciences. She did this in order to study and comprehend Delvinian's meaning in her realm. Uh, one could say that this was a selfish and self-centered act from the queen, but this is the path of, tantric, of the Tantric Providian. Um, yeah, so that's that last sentence. Um, obviously, this translation has, very, has, has many Atmani influences in it. 
So that sentence there saying that um, the queen was selfish and self-centered, uh, and this is the path of, 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 of the tantric Dravidian. It, it reads bad in English, but in if, in, in Dravidian irony, it reads well. It's basically saying that um, that the person's driven um, to strive for knowledge and to in, improve themselves on a tantric basis to to find their own path to Brahman. So that's what that means. Um, what else can I say about this? Um, yeah, um, so the, there is a thought that tantric ionists and other ionists as well thought that the reason that sage Kal Shivayan and Queen Suryamani took in Dalvinian was because they thought he was a god. Because the only person who can, if you think about it, the only person who can really mask their identities is a very, very high-level being. And so they, 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 there's some theories that say that the, the reason they, they took him on board because they thought he was Shiva incarnate. Um, so they were trying to discover what, what was going on. Um, other schools of thought say that they, they took him in and taught him this because it was an, an, an anomaly. It's a strangeness. It's a, it's, a, it's a weirdness that they couldn't understand. Maybe it's a mixture of both. So maybe they took him in, they, they weren't sure whether he was high being, something different outside of Brahman, maybe, who knows, <laughs> which is, which is, Brahman's trying to get something outside of him, it's a, if, if Brahman's everything and there's something outside of that, then that's obviously quite a profound thought. Um, so, they took Delvin in, in. Um, so anyway, that's, um, that's, I'll continue reading actually, so if I stop talking too much about this. So, um, having said that, this is not too selfish an act, as the Queen and, and Sage Kalshivian taught this young student the pure Dravidian sciences. That is, they taught Dravidian how Brahman and the universe are put together, you know, the Tanas and Lokas, how they operate, and, and how all beings in the whole of Brahman are organised, and how they relate to one another. Um, um, this paragraph here, it, it's a very simple paragraph. Um, they taught Delvinian um, about Brahman and Nusas all gel together, Tanas and Lokas, but they're obviously, as I have talked to, in other podcasts, there are other spheres of energies and levels, no dark light, small, large, um, all these other things. So to, to speak just of Tanas and Lokas is, is a bit simplistic. But remember, this story is for... Children, really. It's for kids to understand ionism on a, on a sort of a, a low level. It's like a bedtime story, I guess. But obviously it's a, it's a story that helps you embed yourself in ionism, ionism as well. So it's good to, for non-ionists to understand what's going on here. So it, says, it mentions Tiles and Locusts, but to have it have in the back of your mind that this is for children to read. And um, there are other things as well, as you know. If you've been watching my podcasts, uh, or maybe you don't. <laughs> anyway, but uh, if you don't, it doesn't matter. You could just think of Tyler's and Locus. Negative and positive dimensions, if you, if you don't know what that is. Okay, um, so only two more paragraphs left. So, um, as they taught Delvinian the inner and outer truth, they themselves began to experience the greater truth, that we are all one. And in turn, the teachers began to become very fond of this precocious child, who was full of learning, and innate understanding. 
For the student Delvinian was a fast and holistic student who absorbed what he learned and created afresh new constructs from the, from the Dravidian lexicon. In other words, what, De, what Delvinian was taught, he would apply quickly and creatively, creatively and this in turn taught the queen and it says the word the arrogant sage Kalshivian, but just to say the sage Kalshivian, the silent beauty of humility and the rich and the richness of pride in having your vision being replicated and transformed by a child that you taught. And so it was for several years that the queen, the sage, and the child student became very close, an academic family linked absolutely by the wonders and mysteries of Dravidian Jnana yogic, yogic techniques. So this last two paragraphs is very nice actually um and it actually I'll, I'll actually i'll i'll read it again actually so they taught delvinian the inner and outer truths obviously the mind and the the way the universe is constructed and everything in between and they themselves the queen and the sage began to experience the greater truth that that we that we are all one obviously they they knew that already but to um but to have it experience it as well is Experience is, is better than just reading a book. It's actually, you actually, that's why ironism is vocational. It's better to practice it rather than just uh, have me talk to you about it or something. Or, anyway, um, and so the teacher became very fond of this precocious child who was full of learning and innate understanding. For the student, Delvinia was a fast and holistic student who absorbed what he learned and created a fresh new constructs from the, from the Dravidian lexicon. In other words, what Delvinia was taught, he would quickly apply. He, he, he would he would apply quickly and creatively. So um, this is actually the essence of Ayn's teaching. Um, in fact, it's what um, I mean, this, as I said, this is a book for children. So it's basically trying to instill onto kids that what we teach you is good, but you have to teach us. It, it's um, it's it's the, the Brahman methodology of teaching. Remember, Brahma is trying to become more than himself by expanding himself and finding something new and then from that newness become more so just as a student if i teach you something you need to take what i'm teaching you and not just regurgitate it that's ludicrous that's just silliness um you have to create new constructs from the Dravidian science which i'm telling you so you have to come up with new ideas um so i can i can point you to some truths and how the universe is is operating and you can then travel through times and locus yourself and find new truths uh, to to research yourself expand yourself and um, do things creative creatively so iron is teaching is is vocational and creative as well and it's um and it's about um creating new constructs new um, architectures of, of thought um, so it's not just regurgitating what what the teacher is telling you it's, um, it's taking everything on board that you're hearing and then and also what you're practicing as well your vocation and then um, coming up with something new because your newness is what's going to help Brahman eventually um, break 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 free from from itself and become something more um, so, yeah, obviously the Queen and the Sage and, and Delvinian became very close, and they were sort of an academic family, um, sort of immersed in Dravidian Jnana yogic techniques. So, the, the, the yoga of, of, of knowledge, basically. 
So um, I'll stop there. I've waffled on for long enough, I think. Uh, so that's the end of that chapter, the birth. I think it's chapter four, but um, uh, I can scroll up. Um, obviously, when you read The Origin of the Fell, there's no chapter numbers. Um, and um, th it has an introduction, has a lexicon of words as well. And some, there's some other bits and bobs. So, um, so this is the... Um, this is the, the birth chapter. Um, actually, I think it might, in fact, it might even be chapter six because actually there is a, a few sections beforehand. But um, yes, um, what can I say? Um, I shall do some more of these readings um, as I get around to them. Um, I'm not going to read them in the right order, but I'll try to upload them in the right order. So you might see me with different clothes on or different, I don't know, hairs going grey or something, I'm not sure. Um, um, but, um, yeah, um, I, hopefully we can, we can, I can give you this information and you can take it on board and, and, and um, spread it to other people and hopefully um, other people can learn something about um, um, Tamils and um, Dravidian ionists and, and um, South India knowledge. Um, there is a very, um, a lot of people know about Hinduism, but some, sometimes it's very from a, from a northern perspective, um, like Rama and Sita and um, Mahabharata and that, that sort of thing. Um, but it's not, not very often that you get things from a, a Tamil Dravidian ionist perspective. Um, so um, I, I, I say Tamil, obviously Telugu's and other, other Dravidian speakers, but... Um, a Dravidian ironist perspective, you never, you hardly ever see that. Um, so it's good that um, this is being spread out there. Um, what else can I say? Um, yeah, if you like these podcasts, um, join us at um, info.iron.org. Um, I'll put this, the details in the description. Um, and if you'd like to support us, we can support the Patreon side as well. That'd be nice. You get lots of rewards on the Patreon site. You'll get transcripts of... Actually, you don't need a transcript of this because um, <laughs> you can actually download this from the Ironwell Foundation site anyway. But um, you get transcripts of other podcasts and um, what else can you get? Oh, high-quality Tyler Aluka Yantras, Yantra images, which you can use for your own benefit. Um, you have other things, e-books as well. So if you... Um, I think... If you download it from the Ironwell Foundation, it's just a, a text file. But if you want to have a, like, as I said, ebook in your phone or something, then you can just get it from there as well. And obviously, you, you can get ironstones as well. But there's um, we're sort of running out of those as there's such a demand for them. So there's a big breaking list now. So don't join if you want ironstones. <laughs> that's, that's basically what I'm saying. It will take a long time. Um, but jo join us. If, join if you want to help us. And, um, and um, the, the, the patrons who are there already will will get their stones eventually. I think we've already sent quite a few out, actually. Um, but if you're joining now and you haven't joined yet, um, you'll get other things like um, high-quality answers um, uh, and other, other details, e-books and stuff. So um, what else does it say? Um, yeah, the most important thing is actually to, to subscribe, subscribe to this, um, this YouTube channel because um, if I get over 100 people... Um, 
what happens. We can have a, a dedicated URL, like um, island.org or something. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a funny title. Uh, like, I don't know. The, the Swami Speaks or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Something dramatic. No, no. No, that would be, be bad. Um, no, you just maybe ionism. I'll, I'll put. Um, uh, yeah, so that'd be that'd be nice. Um, okay, I'll I'll sign off now by pressing the button, and I'll speak to you all soon. Maybe soon. Um, maybe in a couple of weeks' time. I'll I'll press the button now.